Here now, from the fourth chapter of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Paul tells us pretty clearly how we're supposed to think as Christians. He says, whatever is true, just, anything that's worthy of praise, think about these things. Pastor Claire used to have a phrase, find the good and praise it. But Paul also tells us how we're supposed to act as Christians. He says, be gentle to everyone intentionally. That alone could change the world. He gives us this long list of things that we're supposed to think on, but then in verse 9, he says this, keep on doing the things that you have learned and received. It's not just about thinking. It's about doing. The how-to list here challenges us to go all in with our head, heart, and guts. This is kind of a how-to scripture. It's a, it's a fan favorite. I'm sure some of you might have even memorized parts of it, especially the part that says, do not worry about anything. I was having lunch with one of our elders this past week, and she asked me, are you happy here? And I said, oh, I love Austin. And she said, no, are you happy at the church? What I am, I told her, is amazed. I am in complete awe of you all, but mostly of what God continues to do through us, these humble vessels that we're trying the best that we can. As she asked me why, I began to tell her some of these things that because I work here every day, I get to know the amazing things that are going on through this church. You see, WHPC models what it's like to be all in from head to toe. It's inspiring, it's amazing, and it's truly building the kingdom of God here on earth. In February of 2020, our director of maintenance, Kyle Keyes, said he was going to set up this meeting with me and two local pastors. He had met them. He was fond of them. If y'all know Kyle Key, you know he's going to draw you in. So we go, okay, got the heart there. And we're sitting there, and these two folks, Abraham and Ismari, begin to share with us their vision. You see, they are Christians, but they're a different type of Christian. They're Church of God, Seventh Day. And a Seventh Day Adventist, it, it means that they worship on Saturdays. And they have a young adult son 
who has not been able to find a community of faith where he feels like there are people his age. So they decided they were going to go out on a limb, total leap of faith, and they were going to start a seventh-day church targeting young adults. Keep in mind that was February of 2020. You can imagine they didn't get to start. One of the most amazing things that I continue to be in awe about this place is ever since I've been here, there has been this awareness that these amazing facilities that we have, they are not just for us. And I don't know if you know this, but almost every day of the week, this campus is used for programs that don't have to do with the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. Maybe you know that we have three scout troops that call this place home, and most of those students and parents, this is not their church. You might know that on Tuesday nights, we have this amazing ministry called Divorce Care that is led by people in this church, but most of the people that come to that are not from this church. It is a community ministry. You wouldn't believe how many things are happening on this campus because of your generosity. But what you don't know is that for the past six months, the Church of God Seventh Day has been meeting on our campus on Saturdays. They started with one young adult. Now they have 22, and their worshiping community is up to 45. I asked Pastor Abraham about that this past week. Here's a picture of him preaching. This is what it looks like in Saturday mornings when they're setting up. And then here's Pastor Abraham. And then this is a group of the young adults. They stay and have lunch after. I asked him about how it was going, and I wasn't surprised. I knew, I mean, he's very charismatic. I just knew that it was going to grow. It, was, it wasn't going to even be hard for this thing to grow, and it was clearly to us so of God. And the thing is, is that when Kyle and I sat down with them, it made logical sense in our heads. Kyle's gut was, we should do this. We, are, we need to steward this building, and guess what? We don't have worship on Saturdays. This works. Y'all, you won't believe what fruit has come from this. Not only does this have growing in numbers of people that meet, but pa Pastor Abraham began to share with me all of the amazing things that this community is doing. They have partnered with local foster children who have aged out at 18, and they are helping get them on their feet. They have provided for one another during very difficult financial times over the past six months. I want y'all to know that it's because of your generosity that that ministry is happening on this campus. You, without even realizing it, have been all in from head to toe. In her, when Hurricane Ida hit Louisiana, this past August, just a few months ago, it was still reeling. Louisiana was still reeling from the hurricanes of 2020. And one person on our mission committee came to our committee and said, we have to do something. He felt it in his gut. What you might not know is that in 2020, out of our operating budget, we were able to support this tiny little church in Sulphur Springs, Maryland, that had basically been ruined. We were able to provide financial support. So he calls this church back. And they say, actually, we're doing 
the best we can, but there is this church 10 miles east of us in Lake Charles, Louisiana, that is in desperate need of help. And so this person called that pastor there, and he, after he got off the phone, he came back and he talked with our mission committee, and it was a, he said it was a very revealing and honestly a very sad conversation with this pastor. And he began to share with us this dear church of 120 members They have still not received any of their insurance money from the storms that go back to 2019. And so for almost three years, this is what their church looks like still to this day. They worship with uh, cement floors because everything had to be pulled up. In their couple of classrooms that they have, there are no windows. They're boarded up. They have no running water. And they have very little electricity. This is what's so mind-boggling to me is that when the pastor talked with our church member about what they needed most, they began to share how they needed help, not for themselves, but for their community. There's this home, they said, in their neighborhood, if you'll see this picture of this home, that is barely standing. It actually might not be standing after the tornado that was hit it this past week. There are grandparents who live here raising their grandchildren by themselves, and both of the grandparents are differently abled. St. Andrew's members are partnering with a local nonprofit that's a lot like Habitat for Humanity to rebuild this house, and they have asked us to help them rebuild this in January. They also talked about how incredibly food insecure this area is. And I don't mean like how we felt when we were in the snowstorms and we, we couldn't get our delicious wine and cheese. There's literally not grocery stores that are accessible to these families and this community in North Lake Charles. So they have this big warehouse and they have this vision for starting a food pantry there. And they have invited the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church to partner with them. Not just to send checks, but to go all in with our hands, with our hearts, with our feet. And they need us to drive down in different groups all throughout 2022 and bring food from Houston to stock that pantry for that community. You see, what amazes me is this church has so much need of repair to its structure just for it to feel safe for their own community, but they are more concerned with the people around them being safe and secure. The decision for us to make them one of our Christmas Eve offerings this year and to be a new mission partner in the coming year, it came from us following one of our church members' guts. It was a gut instinct. We've got to do something. These people are in crisis, but y'all, It has led and will continue to lead to so much more fruit. God's plans are exceedingly beyond what any of us could ask or imagine. You see, following Jesus is not just committing to think about the world in a different way or to think about our lives in a different way. And following Jesus is also not just about doing things differently It's not just responding when we get compassionate because we see something that hurts us. Paul says we are told to do and to think about things. 
We are told to make our requests known to God, but then we're also supposed to make our gentleness known to everyone. So what do you tend to make your decisions with? Your head, your heart, or your guts? This week, consider stretching yourself. Acting more gently with those at work and in your home. Think about all that is going right in the world and praise it. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Let our actions be focused on caring for those with great needs. Let's spend less time worrying about everything and more time praying for God's peace that passes understanding. Friends, you have been all in. Let's continue to be so. What I want you to know is that God is continuing to do amazing things through you all and through the life of this church. And it always seems to me like we are just on the precipice of one more amazing thing. 2022 is going to be a, a big year, like all years, but there has just been particular things that God, not us, has placed in the laps of this community of faith. We have begun to do this awesome ministry with Afghan refugee families. We have just tipped the iceberg of that ministry. We have a parish nurse. We have an intern from the seminary. And in 2022, we're also going to start a resident program. There will be a two-year pastoral resident. They'll be ordained and will specifically be able to focus and continue to care for our elders in our community here and in the community around the church. Friends, there is much to be excited for, but I want you to know we need all of us to be all in. When Emily and Charlie Wright make our budget, our monthly budget, we live on a budget. I don't know if you, you all do. It's really important to us. The most important thing that we do is figure out how much we're going to give to the church, and we are committed to giving a tithe of our income to the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. And then if extra money comes in, that's the bonus. That's the bonus because to whom much has been given, much is expected. And so I want to encourage you all to go all in. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And I know, truthfully, all of you are giving. That's what, I don't know how much people give. They don't let me know that, and that's okay. But I, I, we are a giving congregation, so generous, so incredibly generous. I want you to know how important it is for us to know what our estimate will be for the year through making a pledge. And so I want you to consider, if you've never made a pledge before, to make a pledge today. It doesn't need to be for a large amount. You can start with what you can and then see how much you're able to give throughout the year. That is our goal. It's for all of us to realize this is an expectation of being part of this faith community. It's being all in with our finances as well. So friends, let us come before God with God's tithes, our offerings, and our pledge commitments for 22. Amen.